Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders at Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Michael Schatzberg, other no, otherwise otherwise known as the Restaurant Guy. And tonight, today, we have a very special episode, actually. My partner in crime, Jimmy Frischling, the finance guy, uh, due to some technical difficulties, will not be with us today. But in place, in place, we have our very own Rev, the marketing guy. The marketing guy is here, and we are live at the Fast Casual Summit in Indianapolis. Let me introduce you to uh, my partner and co-host today, Rev Great to have you here. Talk to me. I'm super excited to be here. I was wondering what, what kind of guy I was going to be. I wasn't sure if it's like the pizza guy or the, the revenue guy. You're the marketing, marketing guy. guy. You're the marketing guy today for this very special episode live in Indy. It's great to be in Indy, right? I'm having a, this is one of the best conferences I've ever been to. I haven't been here since the Jets played the Colts in the AFC Championship. Uh, it was quite a few years ago, and I, I, I look forward to coming back to another Jets-Colts AFC Championship game. Uh, we got a really, really special episode live from the uh, Fast Casual Summit. We are very, very fortunate, okay, to have with us a very busy uh, Kathy Doyle, the president and publisher of NetWorld Media. These are the folks that put on the Fast Casual Summit. They do a lot of things. I'm not going to talk about it because I'm going to let Kathy introduce herself. Kathy, take it away. Thanks so much. Um, so the Fast Casual Executive Summit, we're now in our 17th year. And, you know, we, back 17 years ago, we kind of brought this model to the industry, uh, which is about fun networking and learning, tying it all together. I mean, I, I don't care what you do for a living, no matter how much you love it, some days are longer than others. So when you can throw some fun in there and people are having a good time, um, a, a lot of things get done and deals get done and people learn and they move forward when they're on the road. So, so that's the real mission of the Fast Casual Executive Summit. Um, we, we are fortunate to have nine business sites behind us. And so we have many food service sites and we sort of have, you know, built a club over the years. You certainly people, have. Of people, yeah. And um, we, we, we built the content around two buckets, challenges and growth. So challenges, you have your usual issues. You have your supply chain woes, your considerations around delivery apps, lease and location management, all the things that, you know, the operators and the high level people here in the room have to face. And then we have this whole other bucket of content, which is about growth, about the rise of self-service, about POS and payments and all the change that's happened over the years. And the future is digital was our keynote this year. Uh, so that sort of gives you a, a overlay of what we're about. I love it, Kathy. I love it, Kathy. You know, something I think we always look forward to at, at NetWorld events is really the, the caliber of the speakers, the people that are on stage and, uh, you know, the unique topics that are coming out. Can you share maybe one or two uh, take-homes about your strategy for putting that together? For, excuse me? Like how you think about who should be on stage and what right. topics should be Well, what we do is, um, I, so that's a, that's a good question, Okay. What we do is we don't just take the hot topics of the day. Of course, we address those, okay? But we take on the continuing challenges, and we try to find speakers uh, that can match that 
and talk about that in a great way. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure you were all in attendance um, to the Fast Casual Hall of Fame, which was brand new this year. Loved um, it. Loved the Hall of Fame. Fantastic. I don't know why I'm not in the Hall of Fame, but I give me some time. I'll get there, Kathy. Fantastic. Um, but you'll see that, you know, Carl Howard and Blaine Hurst and Karen Stutes, they, they've been great speakers for us over the years. Okay. We I saw together. Carl. He said 17 years, I think he's been coming. Here. Yeah. Is that how yeah. long you've been around? Is yeah, that, 17 years. So he was the first guy. There was That's like three right. people at the conference. That's now, right. I think. You know, and, and Carl is just a great human being. He really is. Okay. He's given a lot of his time to this industry, a lot of his time speaking and mentoring and helping. I mean, you know, I just personally think he's wonderful, but. Um, so that's a great question. You know, we, we form a club and we work with these people and we have relationships with them, not only through the Fast Casual Executive Summit, but through all of the things we do in our media business. That is awesome. That is awesome. So let me ask you something. So uh, what's new at NetWorld? So a couple of things. Um, we, we, first of all, self-service innovation, huge. It was huge before the pandemic. It was rising. Uh, so we are in our third year now of a physical event called the Self-Service uh, Innovation Summit. And by the way, that's not just about food service. It's about banking and it's about all the other customer service, digital signage, if you will, um, et cetera. And so uh, that's been very, very, very successful for us. And um that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, there's so much going on here. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing you want our listeners to know about how they can work with you on your events, your publications, what would it be? So, so sit down with us and tell us about your strategy first. You know, we need to know about who you are and what you do and what you're trying to accomplish. And then we can help you. I mean, we didn't, we, you know, especially with our vendors and suppliers, you know, we want to sell them products that work for them. And as far as the operators and the other side of our audience, um, we're constantly surveying them. You know, we don't want to decide what your needs are. You have to tell us what your needs are. So that's the best way to work with us. Um, this year, we're actually getting into more content around uh, the pizza market because they're growing up to be hey, one thing Rev one thing Rev likes is pizza. He knows a little something about pizza. I heard there's good margins. Yeah. So so you know that's really been exploding over the past decade. And now, you know, a lot of them are becoming fast casuals. And uh and we help them. Uh we're now doing a top pizza gala and we're doing a virtual summit and we're helping them come into our world. It's been it's been wildly successful. It's been great. We need pizza. If I was on a deserted island and there was only one food that I could be stuck with, I think it'd be pizza. I agree. I think it's got the tomatoes, the vegetable, you got the cheese, which is, I don't know, it's my protein, my dairy, uh, the dough, I don't know what that is, but I like it. I think you get yourself a breakfast pizza. Breakfast pizza. pizza, yeah, so pizza is what I want if I'm on a deserted island. When I'm in the nursing home, it's the only thing I care about. <laughs> I want to be on speed dial to the pizza to shop. To the pizza shop, I agree. Four food groups, food, you know? Yeah. I, I agree, I agree. All right, so it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. Uh, that's where we ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now, not a year from now, not five, but two. Uh, and being that we're at Fast Casual today, we want you to know uh, when we come back here from two years, what do you think is going to be happening? What do you think we'll be at? Well, I, I, you can see from some of the speakers that we've had over the past two days. I mean, technology 
we're just living in an incredible time. I mean, I, I know that's a throwaway line, but you know, let's take one piece of it. Payments. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have two millennial children. They don't carry cash with them. They don't even carry a wallet. They don't, <laughs> right. They exactly. Phone. All they need is their phone. And while I never, while I don't think we're going to become a cashless society anytime soon, I think the fact that everybody better get there, you know, everybody better have that other option, you know, those kinds of things, uh, believe it or not, not everybody is where they should be. So that's a piece of technology that they will learn and grow through our summits, um, through best practices. And you've got a lot of stuff with payments, right? You've got a few different uh, payment conferences, payment publications. Yeah. Yeah, we have the banking customer experience. All of what we do, by the way, rolls up under the customer experience, like 90% of it. To us, the customer experience begins in the kitchen while they're cooking the food. That's where we believe it begins, right down to the end to the customer comes in and walks out. I love it, I love it. Listen, uh, we will be back here with you in two years to see where we are on payments. But before we end, Kathy, because I know you got a show to run, there's about 2,000 people out there waiting for you. And due to our technical uh, problems, uh, we are a little late. We're going to do the branded quickfire Indianapolis version, Indianapolis uh, edition. Uh, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Are you ready? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, here we go. Here we go. Favorite Indiana-born musician, Michael Jackson or Axl Rose? I like Michael Jackson. Who doesn't like Michael Jackson? I thought we were going to go with John Mellencamp. (laughs) Is he from Indiana? Pretty sure. I don't know. It wasn't, it's not on my list. It was, it wasn't a choice. Michael Jackson, Axl Rose, or John Mellencamp. I like Michael Jackson. We're still going Michael Jackson. All right. Indiana Hoosiers or Notre Dame fighting Irish? Uh, my husband's a big Notre Dame fan, so. I got to tell go you, there. everyone's a Notre Dame fan. It's like, they, it's like the Yankees. Everyone loves Notre Dame. Favorite race car themed movie, Talladega Nights? Or the Fast and the Furious uh, episode uh, 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 one, two, three, four, five, or six, or seven, or nine, or nine, or nine, any of them. Uh-oh. Never saw no. any of them. Uh-oh. Kathy, just make it up, and we don't care. <laughs> nine, nine. <laughs> uh, you heard it. The Fast and Furious nine. episode nine, or or, or or part nine. Okay. I've never seen any of them either. So. True or false? Sliced bread was invented. In Indianapolis. Oh, it's true. It is true. Wow. It is true. Sliced bread and uh, there's a saying. Isn't there a saying about sliced bread? It's the new POS. It's- <laughs> Does this mean I can go on Jeopardy? Sliced bread is the new POS. It's not toast. It's sliced bread. But yes, uh, for all you people that love sliced bread out there, thank you to Indianapolis because you'd still be having loafs. Okay. Uh, viewer challenge, Reverie to a race on the famous NASCAR track, would you have better odds of beating? Let me see. He's got the hat. He does. He does have a racing cap on. He's got the derby cap on. serious about it. I agree. I agree. I would would pick Rev. Rev looks like a serious, serious racer. By the way, my uncle is Mario Andretti. (laughs) And his uncle's Mario Andretti, so he probably knows a little something about race car driving. Well, listen, Kathy, I know you got a lot going on today. Thanks for stopping by. I apologize for the technical difficulty. This is awesome. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for having us. And thank you for everything you do for the industry because it's awesome. Bringing all these people together, it's just great. And we love being here in Indianapolis. I'm looking forward to a great night tonight. Right. Right. Aren't we doing some ra- aren't we racing cars tonight? Racing cars. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that I love about this event is it changes locations 
every year. I'm so sick of going to Las Vegas. Every year. Out there. Every year. Thank you, Okay, Logan. this episode was sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention uh, <laughs> Association. Hey, thanks again, Thank Kathy. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I got to tell you, Rev, you're doing a great job filling in for Jimmy. Thank you. The marketing guy is fantastic. I got to tell you, you're not as good looking as Jimmy, well, you know. but you're fantastic. I got to tell you, Kathy is great. They put on a great show and it's great to be here. Uh, listen, we got a super special guest right now. Uh, Jim Biddix, president and COO of one of the hottest, no pun intended, one of the hottest concepts sweeping the nation right now. It's Dave's Hot Chicken. Uh, we all know, I mean, no one knows more about hot chicken than you. I see it all over your social media. And we were really fortunate to have Dave with us right now. I tasted some of the hot chicken last night. I don't think I got the hot. I think I got the very mild. And I got to tell you, my mouth was burning. Uh, Dave took a bite of the super hot chicken and it didn't seem to phase him at all, which is uh, crazy. So without further ado, uh, let's jump into it right now. Jim, tell us a little about yourself and Dave's hot chicken, and we're going to dive into it. Oh, well, Dave's hot chicken is a concept that started in a parking lot, uh, just five and a half years ago with uh, three guys, $900, an igloo ice chest, an easy up and a portable fryer. They got uh, strategically lucky that Farley Elliott, a blogger from uh, Eater LA, came in on the third day, loved it, posted a blog uh, article on it the next day. They were wrapped around the block and uh, it never stopped. So about eight months later, they opened their first brick and mortar. Uh, and here we are five and a half years later with, uh, we're about to open our 84th location on Thursday. Crazy. Uh, that'll be our first one in Arizona. Actually, just opened in Dubai. Uh, I've got two more coming. Uh, one more in Dubai, one in Qatar, right ahead of the World Cup, and three in Toronto. And like I said, uh, the balancer in the U.S. That is absolutely awesome. And listen, something at Brand that we love about brands such as yours is your willingness to test and invest in early stage hospitality technology because that's what we love doing, man. We love we love restaurants and we love tech. Can you share any new companies that you've added to your internal tech stack? Uh, and hopefully there's some of the companies that are in the branded portfolio. <laughs> like <laughs> guest tech stack or tech stack in general? You know what? Anything you want. Any technology that you're loving right now that, that you guys are testing out. So about a year ago, we made the switch um, into Rebel POS. Mm -hmm. and so they do all of our POS. Uh, and that's been pretty successful so far. Right. About two years ago, when I first uh, got on board, we went over to Olo uh, for all the third party stuff and uh, the aggregation of that into our system. And we did, uh, we've been doing and working with Olo ever since. Uh, some of the guest stuff that we're using, we're using uh, Tattle for our guest surveys. Yeah, we love Tattle. Um, Alex, 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 great New York guy. New York guy. He is a New York guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think he it. tried to move to uh, California for a little while and couldn't hack it. So yeah, no, he couldn't hack California. He's a New York guy. He can't, he can't handle that. Uh, and then what else? Um, uh, we use BirdEye uh, also for oh, yeah, that's social media. Social media, uh, and, uh, reviews. We also use MarketSource. Yeah. That's our, kind of our guest service uh, stuff on the back end. That's awesome. I want to know the last time you ate the Reaper. The last time I ate the Reaper was probably two months ago. We've been working on making it a little hotter. Uh, how can the re how can something be called the Reaper and be made hotter? Well, funny story. A few years ago, uh, a guy and his girlfriend uh, came in. One of them ordered Reaper. One of them ordered mild. Uh, they switched them at the table accidentally, <laughs> and the guy and ended up in, <laughs> the guy ended up in an ambulance uh, oh. because he thought he was dying. So. <laughs> 
hence the Reaper waiver that you have to sign whenever you try the Reaper. And uh, they dialed it back a bit. That was before I joined the team. But uh, in since joining, I'm like, Reaper should be Reaper. I mean, it should, I mean, it shouldn't put you in the hospital, but it should make you feel like you want to go to the hospital. Have you had the Reaper? I, I, I So when they opened the New York City store, yep. I ate every single spice level from not hot to Reaper. And, and what did you think? It, 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 I could eat it hotter, yes. but it was very hot. So what do we call that? Reaper Plus? <laughs> the Reaper's Reaper? The Reaper Reaper? I think we want to get back to the original Reaper. We want to get back to the Ambulance Reaper. Uh, and that's, Ambulance that's the Reaper, goal. that's the name. <laughs> that's I the goal uh, here eventually to, to get it back to being. So, Jim, have you been to the Fast Casual Summit before? Is this your first time? I think it's only third or fourth time. Third or fourth time. What, do you th- what are you thinking so far? So what's the buzz so far uh, at the show? I know it's early, but so far, what do you think? You know, it feels good. It feels uh, very collegial or, you know, very, very uh, willing to interact with each other and share uh, best practices. I right. was walking with a CEO and a COO last night, and uh, they were talking about, you know, talking shop in a very positive way. Oh, you got to find a co-packer to help you with, you know, proprietary sauces. And, it, you know, it's very much that uh, that vibe of like, I think, with each other yeah, I think the restaurant business, having been in it for so long, it's one of the industries. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's not here today, but he's finance guy. One thing Jimmy always says, the asshole factor uh, in the <laughs> restaurant business is very low. He comes out of finance. He's always very high. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, being in the restaurant space in New York City, I mean, one thing I always liked is, you know, if I need to borrow something from, uh, you know, a case of Corona or napkins, I mean, you go to your neighbor restaurant and it was like, sure, of course, here, you know, oh, you need change. I mean, whatever you needed. I mean, so I think restaurant folks in, in inherently, we are uh, good people, fun people. I think that's true. I think it's because it, uh, it's born of a lot of hard work and having to work side by side with people. Um, I'm uh, not only the president of Dave's Hot Chicken, the company, but I'm also a franchisee. I was going to um, say, he's like the hair, hair, hair club for men, right? <laughs> I'm also, yeah, I'm also a member. Uh, and Jim's got a full head of hair, by the way. It's gorgeous. <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, partners <laughs> in that endeavor is a CFO. And I'll tell you, he is not an a-hole. Actually, he's a super good guy. So, uh, and he didn't come up through the restaurants. He came up through finance. So, well, yeah. What I say, I didn't say all finance okay. people. Just, just <laughs> generally speaking, restaurant people are really, you know, it's 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 low finance, a little higher. Uh, to all those finance people out there listening, uh, that was um, Rev came up with that idea. That was not me. That was Rev's idea. That's, I, you know, I've had people just walk up to me here and just ask me like, "Hey, I'm trying to solve this problem." Like. People are seem to be interested in figuring things out here. Like it's not vacation. You know yeah. what I mean? I think there's a very fun vibe here too. I think it's like about uh, hanging out and having a good time. I have uh, in my mind, I have this uh, imaginary scenario because it's all the same people that you see at the various shows. They must all have this like super good like friendship where they see each other like, oh, I'll see you in Vegas. I'll see you in Charlotte. I'll see you in whatever. It is. It's like my road family. It is. It's the road family. It is because you see people, I'll see it, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, yeah, you get to know each other on a, uh, it's not just professional, but on a personal level, you really start to know each other, their family, you know, and they're about their kids or their girlfriends or wives or spouses, I should say, right? Because it was, uh, right? But yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. Later today, Jim, uh, you are uh, on a, you are a panelist on the session from ghost kitchens to ghosting. Can you share with our guests at home one or two takeaways about the topic and the insights you have to share? Sure. So it's going to be uh, uh, I think it's mostly focused on third party delivery and and how you make the most of third party delivery. Uh, for Dave's, we just opened our first ghost kitchen. Uh, what 
three or four months ago. So it's been a new experience. And Can you see, share a little bit more? Like who do you open that with? Is uh, it your Kitchen own? United. Kitchen United. Yeah, Kitchen what? United. KU. Yeah, KU. Shout out to KU. Love those guys. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting because our our office is in Pasadena on the fifth floor of the Pasadena Playhouse. Uh, sounds a lot more um, interesting than it is. It's a super <laughs> old building. But right yeah. behind us, Kitchens United, Kitchen United has their facility. So it worked out to be great. It's turned into this like test kitchen sort of for us as mm-hmm. we work on different things. And it's right there. Uh, and it's it's great because it's the closest caves now. So you can have caves for lunch every day if you want to. That is where the ambulance reaper will be developed. <laughs> yeah, is actually, that what we're calling it? The ambulance reaper? Is that breaking news? Is that breaking news? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't uh, think Jim Bendix has just announced the new Reaper sandwich is now called the ambulance reaper. That is a fast casual summit. Breaking news. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think one of our founders will probably kill me for that. He thinks uh, the Reaper isn't our best product, obviously. So, you know, he wants people to try it like in the sweet spot of medium order. But uh, the the other big piece, uh, and you talked about the collegiality of restaurant people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about doing virtual brands and what that looks like. And um, the uh, doghouse guys. They did a whole think, uh, suite. Guess who's, guess who's following up? You. Oh, is it Andre? Andre's going to be here. He's, he's, he's on the same panel with me. Yeah. But anyway, so they've been great partners in terms of like calling and asking, well, what would you do about this? Or how did you do this? Or whatever. They've got a great brand called Badass Breakfast Burritos. So mm-hmm. I joke around with those guys all the time with uh, Andre and Hago saying, we're going to open ours and it's going to be called Kick-Ass Breakfast Burritos. <laughs> there you go. They, <laughs> so, you know, speaking of collegiality and helping each other out. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I with the brand. I read of the bad butt. I don't want a bad butt burrito. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the bad butt. Yeah, I don't want any butt in my food. All right, well, listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. Uh, you know, we asked our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. So when we come back to Fast Casual two years, wherever they decide to have it, uh, you know, being that we're at Fast Casual, they want to know, where do you think we'll be in two years? What, what's coming? What's new topics? Where do we, where will we be in tech? Sure. Is that the question? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think that you'll see a lot more of um, geofencing around restaurants through their apps. Right now, it's all like, it's all segregated. It's like, you have to have this app on top of your own app or whatever. I think it'll all be integrated. It'll be like everything that's kind of feeling super fresh right now will now be old and you'll have some new thing coming up i'm hoping to see something that helps with um uh, restaurant accuracy because i think for at least it appears to me that that's usually the problem with all this off-premise stuff people getting their food home and then it's the wrong heat level like imagine you getting extra hot like the one you tried to buy it last night versus yeah no, i mean seriously that, that's a loss of weight and a half am i wrong <laughs> sure <it'll> work, yeah. <laughs> plus it just pisses people off to not get the right food so yeah yeah i mean i'm hoping that's the, the next big thing and i'm not sure what that looks like exactly um i think it's just old school restaurant management operations yeah like i think get, giving a shit out. you know yeah give, you gotta care yeah you gotta care but <laughs> And there's got to be some somebody that that actually checks it and says, "Yeah, this is right." And I don't know how you I don't know how you put that in. Well, there's some tech out there that's getting there. That AI, machine learning kind of stuff, and and computer vision and stuff. It's out there. Where are you at with the? What, what are your thoughts on Web three? I don't know what Web three is. NFTs, crypto. Oh, it's it's interesting. I don't know. Like that. Uh, um, one of our founders is super like cool. Like. On top of everything, and uh, for about a day and a half, he was all about it. And then day two and a half later, and this is normal for him, he's just like, "Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work." So, <laughs> uh, so you know, we were we were we were playing around with the idea of you know doing something around it, and then he's just like, "Let's hold back, let's hold back." So it's a good it's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see we'll see how Web three goes. Uh, I think uh, we'll we'll continue to see more as as tech evolves. All right, listen, 
it wouldn't be a, uh, a really a, a branded podcast without the quick fire Indianapolis edition. I'm going to ask five lightning round questions. Are you ready? Should be quick fire. Should be quick reaper. The quick reaper. Are you ready for the quick reaper Indianapolis edition? Yes. Favorite Indiana born musician: Michael Jackson. Axl Rose or John Mellencamp? John Mellencamp, 100%. John Mellencamp. All right. Glad we added that. I already knew that he was an Indiana born. He's like my favorite artist. Well, there you go. There you go. We added that one in last week. We just added that. (laughs) Indiana Hoosiers or Notre Dame? Fighting Irish. Hoosiers. Favorite race car theme movie? Talladega Nights or The Fast and the Furious? Any of them? Fast and the Furious. Which one? I would say the first one. First First one. All right. It launched the whole franchise. True or false? Sliced bread was invented in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm watching your eyes get dumb. False. It's true. It's true. Sliced bread. In fact, the sliced bread that we had last night in the on the hot, it was invented here in Indianapolis. Thank God for Indianapolis and sliced bread. Because where would it be out? Sliced bread, just big loaves. I mean, how can you put a loaf of bread in the toaster? It doesn't fit. I don't know. So you hollow it with your fist and then drop all the tenders in. <laughs> like a bread bowl. Yeah, like a bread bowl. If you were to challenge Reverai to a race on the famous NASCAR track here in Indianapolis, who would you have better odds of beating? Who would I have better odds of beating? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd probably lose, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm the worst driver there is. Well, I'm from New York City, so I mean, that gives you an idea of kind of driver I am. If everyone that knows me knows I always try to get out of driving. Anywhere I go, I try to go with somebody else. And then I so what do you? So you're driving. saying that you he would lose no to chance. either? Look at that! I don't think that's ever happened before. He would. <laughs> Jim would lose to both of us. That is the I'll first the time. All right, excellent. No. Listen, Jim, I apologize for the delay today, but thanks for stopping by. It's awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing the hot chicken sandwich with me yesterday. Sure. Congrats on all the success. It's amazing. And uh, and we'll certainly see you around the show. And tonight we got a big party. Aren't we racing cars tonight? Uh, I'm hoping to be taken out by a Reaper. So you're going to have to drive Jim because you don't have to drive. I'm going to drive Jim. You're going to drive Jim around. You're going to eat the Reaper. I'm going to eat the Reaper. And yeah, but this is awesome. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Awesome. I got to tell you, Dave's hot chicken blowing up. Jim, Fedex, great, great guy. Other things will blow up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I got to tell you. Listen. We're having a great time. We're doing the podcast live from Indianapolis, uh, Fast Casual Summit. It's just awesome. We had a great time last night hanging out with uh, with new friends, old friends. By the way, we had a steak at the uh, a very famous steakhouse, St. Elmo Steakhouse, since 1902. We, I think we ordered seven different steaks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we have to check. I mean, uh, Rev, you've got some great social media for that because there's a lot. There's a lot of beef on that table. Oh, those will be making appearances on the on the Instagram. And the the interesting thing, which I never knew, the, they're super famous for their shrimp cocktail. Yeah, that's the thing. And uh, and what I also learned was it's really just shrimp, and they just put a ton of their really special uh, uh, cocktail sauce on top. And by special, you mean. It has three ingredients. We learned last night it only has three ingredients. Which is horseradish, yep. horseradish, and ketchup. ketchup. Uh, vinegar. 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 Oh. Uh, by <laughs> the way, that third voice you just heard chime in, uh, it's a great segue, because that third voice you just heard chime in is none other than the famous, yes, I say famous, Zach Oates. Founder and CEO of Ovation. This is a very special episode for Zach. He doesn't know this yet, but October 2020 was his first episode uh, on The Hangout. It was season two. We were on season eight. 
Uh, this is his third episode. He is catching up to none other than someone who also has great hair, Sterling Douglas. Oh, wow. I mean, when you talk about Zach Oates and Sterling Douglas, what comes to your mind? Hair. Great hair. Great hair. Not just hair, great hair. <laughs> Tall. Tall, handsome, great hair, uh, uh, really. So this is really a special episode. So we are lucky enough to, uh, A, had a great dinner at St. Elmo's Steakhouse yesterday. Thank you, Chef. Uh, and we have Zach live with us right now. So let's jump into it. Zach, it's clear to anyone who attends trade shows or follows you in general that not only do you have great hair, but when you and Ovation are on a panel, don't expect the ordinary because you're going to get extraordinary. Do you see what I just Boom. did there? Did you yeah. see what I did there? This morning, you were a member of the Shark Tank group of judges for Fast Casual's version of the tank, the perfect pitch. What can you tell us? Who was the winner? Who was the audience favorite? Talk to me, Zach. So there were five awesome companies this year. Luckily, everyone was very vetted to make sure that they all had restaurants. Uh, <laughs> As, as we remember, Insider joke right there. Yeah, there was a little bit of a debacle last year around that. But this year was awesome. Um, five great companies. The winner was a pie company based out of Utah called Flake Pie Company. And uh, I got a chance to sample some of the pies, and it was really good. So you've not had it, though. You live in Salt Lake. Exactly. So I live I live right by there. Didn't uh, Hadn't heard about them. But in Utah right now, there is just an explosion of sweet treats. So there's there was a soda explosion, there was a, the frozen yogurt explosion, and now there's a cookie wars going on in Utah. Uh, but one of these, you know, one of these companies, they're doing, you know, this this pie company. It's amazing. And uh, so great, really great video, great video Utah by the way. Good yeah. pies. I had a pie in a cone recently. I had a I had a pizza in a cup. I love that movie. <laughs> That's a little jerk <laughs> reference there for all you uh, people out there. As a tech company over at Ovation, what keeps you coming back to Fast Casual Summit year after year? This is such a good place to not just meet people, but reconnect with people. And this is something that's really fun. As I was looking through the agenda last night, it's like every single panel has an Ovation customer on it, which is really cool to see because when we came here two years ago, we did not have a single customer that was here. And now we have like 50. Um, so it's been really cool to connect with customers, get feedback on what they love about the product, ideas they have to improve it. Um, and then obviously the thing I like about it this year, especially is- uh, I was, I got, By the way, I was with Bubba Coos. Oh yeah. With Chris from Bubba Coo. Love Chris. Yeah, love he, he's an Ovation customer. Sure is. Yeah. And that's a cool thing is I literally got up there on stage and I was like, all right, time for me to do the perfect pitch. Raise your hand if you're an Ovation customer. And pretty much- Crickets, crickets. Just kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> and, and every table pretty much had an Ovation customer. So it was great to be able to just say, hey, here's the perfect pitch. Ask the person next to you how they like Ovation. I got to tell you, you got to feel good. You got to feel good as a founder, an entrepreneur, and CEO. You're standing on, on the stage. There's, I don't know, there's a thousand people there. However many people there. It was a thousand people. You're an indie and you say, who's an Ovation customer? And, and a whole bunch of hands go up. It's so wild to think about it because I remember coming up with this idea. I remember going to restaurants and being like, man, they just, they need something better than online reviews or like these, these dumb long surveys. And so it was really, it's really cool to see the, uh, to see how many people have, have 
joined the Ovation Nation in the last few years. And wait a minute, it's, it's Ovation so Nation? Ovation. Is that breaking news? The Ovation Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Ovation Nation has just been announced on the Hangout. Breaking news. Jimbo, Jimbo, breaking news. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a battle royal tonight in the Ovation Nation. So oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Zach, you recently released your newest product update, Ovation Insights. Yes. Uh, it is the it's about time. Movie. We needed something new. Zach. What the hell have you been doing all, all year? I mean, it's a great – the original right. product is pretty darn good, though. I'm just kidding. New releases Zach. every two weeks isn't enough for sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I want every week something new from this guy. Can you uh, can you share with everybody? I mean, we know, but can you share with everybody what Insights does and, and how that works? Yeah. So first of all, we are built on the foundation that things should be frictionless for the guest. Yes. And so we don't like friction. Right. So with that, we have all of these. You know, it's a it's a two question survey, so it makes it really easy for the guest. And then for the manager, for the owner of that location, they can respond to that guest. So we have the most amount of people taking the Ovation survey, the most amount of people responding. And then the question was, okay, what do we do with all this data? And people were asking for, hey, I want to see a trend of what's going on. Well, the problem is if you're only looking at your online reviews of the Ovation feedback, there's not like a specific score for, you know, uh, accuracy of the order of cleanliness, of timeliness, of, you know, food quality, of mm -hmm. food preparation. So what we did was we interviewed all of our customers and we broke it down to 34 subcategories and categories on what do they want to track. And then we created a BI tool that will go through all of that open-ended feedback of all of your online reviews from Google, Facebook, Yelp, TripAdvisor, of all of your Ovation feedback that we're getting. And we, we put that together in our database, we analyze it, and we tag every single uh, piece of feedback as one or multiple of those 34 categories. And then we're able to create a heat map where we can tell you exactly what to fix where so you can drive operational improvement. Because data shows that for every one complaint you get, there are 26 people who had the same complaint that didn't share it. Yeah, so, no, 100%. So, so you don't want to just fix the problem with the one guest. You want to make sure that you're fixing the root problem, and that's what we're able to do. So we're able to surface the, that uh, in the insights tool, and we spent a year building this to make it very user friendly, super easy to, it's like a, it's like a whack-a-mole. You look at the heat map and it tells you exactly what location has Wait, what problem. What's a whack-a-mole? Whack-a-mole? I just whack -a -mole. want everybody to like, know. If you is that like whack-a-mole? If you follow me on Instagram, you already know this. I am the world's greatest whack-a-mole champ. I've never been beaten. I think I've seen you do the whack-a-mole. Didn't you just recently like somewhere with the kids or something? Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, I got to tell you, that is really cool. And it's about time you came up with this because I've been asking for it for years. And I just want to let everyone know this was my idea. And I've been asking for this for a long time. I mean, look, at my, in my restaurant, Handcraft Burgers and Brew, we use Ovation. We love Ovation. And you know what one of the biggest complaints is? I'm bringing this up to, for Zach for a reason. Oh, People don't understand the French fries. What do you mean? Like, like we get negative feedback about the French fries. Why? Well, maybe not because they don't understand them. I mean, you. I know how you feel. What's about to understand them? about a French fry? <laughs> well, but but these French fries are like next level. There's good French fries, and then there's handcraft burgers and brew French fries. Like, well, I've eaten handcraft brew. I got to tell you, I love the burgers. I love the fries. I love the whole thing. So maybe you just got some weird customers over there, man. Well, you know, we use a chipping potato. It's made for chips, not. French fries, but we wanted a French fry that tastes like a potato chip. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Listen, Zach, <laughs> I'm going to my to our uh, Disney World moment. What's next for Ovation? Oh, next for Ovation. So we have got some really cool stuff coming out. 
I know my my head of product and co-founder is going to kill me for, for talking about this, but no one listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the things that we're we're really thinking about is not just how do we survey customers, but how do we stay in touch with customers? How do we engage with our guests as opposed to just asking them how their experience was? And so what we're looking at is other ways that we can engage with guests. One of those and, and all the channels that we can engage with guests. So one that we just launched is drive through. So you could now ask your customers about their experience uh, 30 minutes after they go through the drive through. So we have QR codes that we put in the drive through. So as they're waiting, scanning, uh, they can scan it, enter the information and get that uh, a follow up. It also works great for menu boards or TVs. If you have working with companies like Atmosphere, um, you can show up a, a QR code on the TV screen. The other thing that we're doing is web chat. So Love. we have had a, a light form of web chat that we've tested out for the last six months. It's worked extremely well. And so now uh, in the next few months, we're gonna be rolling out a, a uh, heavier version of web chat that's gonna be fully integrated and so we're really excited for that, as well as you know, completely revamping our app to make it even easier uh, to respond to your guests and get them to come back in. So, do you have any time for the kids? I mean, I, I mean, you're, you're uh, aren't we expecting? Uh, aren't we expecting another baby? Not yet, but we uh, we got three kids right now, my wife and I, and uh, really, I guess my wife mainly because I'm gone for like you know two weeks, two hundred fifty thousand days a year. <laughs> Well, listen, man, he's got to he's got to bring home the bacon, baby. I love it. I love what you're doing, man. He's the only person that goes to more trade shows than you, me or Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Zach is definitely I, I understand he's having his own trade show. It's just the Zach show. The Zach show. <laughs> the Zach show. <laughs> I got a, I got a phone call from the Zach show at Christmas last year. So that, that you did. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. Uh, so where we ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology. It's his third podcast. This guy's a pro. Two years from now. All right. So maybe, the, maybe this is somebody who whoever's listening. This is their first episode. Uh, you know, we're it's at impossible. Fast it's the most heavily listened to podcast next to Joe Rogan. Uh, we're at Fast Cash. We want to know when we come back in two years, where will we be? What will we pe people be talking about with restaurants? A lot more hands going up for the Ovation customers, I'll bet. There we go. Oh, hold on. Before you answer that, will the wiki to ovation integration have happened by two years ago? We are working on that. <laughs> okay. Abhinav is just, he, he's a great guy. Um, so that's one that we're working on for sure. But yeah, we have over 50 integrations, hired a full-time developer just to do integrations because we understand how critical that is. So we're, we are working on that. Um, what is gonna happen in the next two years? One of the things I'm I'm seeing is there's gonna be a lot more back of house automation, automation, but I don't think that we're going to reduce staff because of that back of house automation. I think that as you look to the big players and what they're doing in this industry, they're pulling people around the counter, especially in the fast casual space. It's gonna be more around the table touch. It's gonna to be more around providing hospitality in this arena than there has been before. Because you know, right now it's just so tough to provide that hospitality when you're working with so, so many customers, one door, uh, you know, not a lot of labor. But I think that's going to be something that we're going to really need to focus on. I also think that uh, the, the price, we're going to see a lot of take on price. People are, going to, people are going to start to have to bump up their prices as minimum wage increases. I don't think supply chain costs are going to be going down that much. And so I think that we're going to see more expensive food. And it's going to be something that, you know, as we get out of this recession, I think that's going to be something that uh, is going to enable us to invest more into the technology to bring people out. I think hospitality is going to, going to really make a comeback. 
I love the comeback. A lot of finance stuff in uh, in his response. Uh, yeah. I think he's feeling Jimmy not here, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> we got we got the restaurant guy, we got the marketing guy, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to be the finance yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy's not going to be happy about that because uh, he was throwing a lot of finance stuff in there, talking yeah, about like inflation, exactly. stock markets, bull markets, a lot of weird stuff come out of Zach. Zach was talking about handcraft burgers and food because we don't have any cash registers. But yeah. <laughs> all, all right, listen, uh, we're going. We're gonna we we got, we we're running late, so I got to go right to the branded quick fire okay we're going right to indianapolis edition of the branded quick fire you've been on this podcast many times many times uh you and your hair have been here many times are you ready five lightning round questions ready here we go shoot favorite indiana born musician michael jackson axel rose or john cougar mellencamp mj the answer is mj okay indiana hoosiers or notre dame fighting irish uh, Hoosiers because Notre Dame just beat BYU. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Favorite race car themed movie? Talladega Nights or any Fast and the Furious? Cars. Okay. <laughs> I didn't put that one in there. Okay. We, uh, cars. Uh, there's a guy who definitely has kids. Uh, okay. <laughs> True or false? Sliced bread was invented in Indianapolis. False. That is true. And the answer is true. No. Sliced bread. We would have loaves of bread, and there would be no sliced bread and if it just be taking there'd be no wonder bread. There'd be no wonder bread. It'd just be a bite of bread. <laughs> when you were with you, when you went to school, your mom made you a sandwich. It would just be a loaf. <laughs> it would be a loaf and a salami. You had to make it yourself. So thank God for Indianapolis and sliced bread. All right. If you were to challenge Rev or I to a race on the famous NASCAR track. We had better odds of beating. I'd say, uh, oh, Shatsy, I'd yeah. probably beat you. Yeah, you'd probably beat me. I he, has a, he has a Mustang. Yeah, he knows what I drive. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, and he's got look at the hat. He's got the Derby hat on. He's, yeah. he's, you know, he's I've, like, I've, uh, I've yeah. driven in, in, what do you call it, medium rare. Yeah. All right, <laughs> listen, Zach, I know you got a lot of selling to do. Uh, we got to get a lot more hands up when they say Are you an Ovation customer. His first episode was October 2020. For season two, this is his third episode, season eight. We really appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing at Ovation and everything you're doing for restaurant operators. You are really making things happen. Thanks for stopping by, Ooh. and I'm looking forward to hanging out with you tonight and racing some cars. Let's do and it. I'm going to beat your ass. Just to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. I'll tell you that. Thanks think, a lot. I think man. if Shatsy's going to race me and Zach, he needs to up the shirt game a little. So. <laughs> I'm a simple man. <laughs> listening, Zach is wearing a. I don't know. If technically, it's a Hawaiian shirt, but it's covered in. Watermelons, I think, and Rev's wearing his traditional Hawaiian garb for it, famous for Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, most very well. Anyway, this is awesome. I appreciate everything you're doing, and we'll see you later today, buddy. Okay, Thanks. Thanks so much. I got to tell you, having Zach on from Ovation, always a great guest, right? Lots of energy. Lots he really energy. is the. Uh, I, I mean, he really is the face of many trade shows. He's like the game show host of. of- Shows. It really is. It's like a Bob Barker. Uh, you know, and the two of you wear your funny shirts around. I mean, I got to tell you, it's not, it, it is a lot of fun. I got to hey, tell we're you. We're easy to find. That you were definitely easy to find. We are really fortunate right now to have a super special guest with us. I got to tell you, right? We've had a great, a great lineup here. Great lineup here. I agree. So we've got a um, great concept, Doghouse. Andre, is it? It's, Venner. Andre, Andre Venner. I probably should have asked that before the podcast started. I probably should have asked a Venner. How to pronounce your 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 last name? I apologize. That's why I go uh, by Rev. Rev Rev Z. It's Andre Venner, partner, founder, builder, entrepreneur, 
so many things of doghouse. Uh, you know, listen, we just spoke with Jim Biddick's, who is going to be a fellow panelist for your breakout session later today. I'm excited. He's a great guy. He is. Ghost, from ghost kitchens to ghosting. And by the way, the guy just eat, he just took last night a, a, a hot sandwich, the, you know, his Dave's hot chicken, the Reaper, just ate it like right there. Like nothing. Like nothing. Right? He's like, chef, you want to try? I'm like, absolutely not. By the way, he talked about your breakfast burritos. Too, yeah. So. Yes, yes. We had a great, great conversation. Look, we know the session hasn't happened yet, but can you share with our guests at home one or two takeaways about the topic and any insights you have to share. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about some ghost kitchens, what's going on in that space. Uh, one of the things that I'll be talking about is the Kroger partnership that we have with Kitchen United. Oh, it's I awesome. It's, I think it's something that's really cool that they're doing. Most ghost kitchens, I mean, traditionally, the way they started was somewhere not on Main and Main, somewhere like five blocks away in some warehouse on the second floor. And people would order the food and they would come to you and they wouldn't, you know, that's what they thought the business model would be. But what's really going on is people want to still walk in. They want to see where the place is. They want to pick it up. They want to, you know, get an eye on it. I think what's amazing with Kitchen United and Kroger is you're inside of the grocery store. So now you got 2 million eyes coming through the door. People are experiencing it. They're picking it up. They're placing the order before they shop. And they go shop and everything's ready to come home. Because you guys know with kids, you don't want, you don't want to, like, go shopping, spend an hour after work, and then have to go home and cook that meal on the same day. It's like, no. there's only so much bandwidth. Listen, so kids are really doing. annoying. Totally <laughs> annoying. I think grocery stores are really annoying, but I think yeah. it's an amazing concept. And, and I think what's awesome too with Kitchen United, what we're working with on the tech stack is that you could order from any of the brands that are there. So my kid wants a plain cheeseburger. I would like some sushi. My wife would want a salad. We could order all from different concepts, put them in one basket, and I think it's amazing. What that is awesome. Listen, before we go further, let me just take a step back and just talk to you a little about Doghouse. Tell me how the concept started. How many stores you got? What's going on? What's new? Just give me a little Doghouse talk. Yeah, Doghouse started in 2010. Uh, me and my two buddies started that, and we always had a passion for hot dogs. I'm uh, born in Switzerland, raised in Germany, so came from that side and always wanted to have a uh, you know, a hot dog stand one day. I so, always thought the hot dog was from Coney Island. No, no. I thought the hot dog was Coney Island. German? German. Of course. The absolute worst. <laughs> so um, we created that, uh, I guess we're on now 11 years ago, 12 years ago, sorry. And um, uh, we've been doing that. Uh, we have about 75 locations now, 20 states. Awesome. 50 of those are the traditional beer garden brick and mortars. And we have special sites with Live Nation. We're in 20 of their uh, large amphitheaters. And what's the plan for New York City? Yeah, I was going to say, what's up with New Jersey? Yeah, why do you hate New York we, City? We want to go there. We're, we're in a couple of places in Mohican Lake, and we're in Clifton Park. So we're, we're, we're working our way to New York City. So we have two New York. We have all of Maryland. I think we like hot dogs in New York. You know, it's, Give it's, Nathan's it's, a run for their money. It's, they did a pop-up in New York for a while. We did a pop-up. Exactly. And how'd that go? It went very well. We yeah. Were there for uh, three months, and, and we loved it there. And we might go there with some of the Kitchen United locations. But I think New York and Chicago, it's a very interesting market with the hot dogs. So we, yeah, came, true. we came into Chicago and got our asses kicked there. We went to Lincoln Park. Somehow the franchisee decided to hire a local PR person because they, you know, very particular. Right. And they said, they changed the press release and said, the first gourmet hot dogs that ever hit Chicago are coming. And we made the cover of the Tribune. We made it. Eat it. Wow. We made everything and said, boycott these guys. That really helps business out. So the, Don't eat here. The poor franchisee like struggled, struggled, struggled. And he was going to, he's two years into it. And he was going to close his store. His weekly sales are about $10,000 dying. And then right when the pandemic happened, he was the first person where we did ghost kitchens and tried these virtual brands. And so he said, just give us a chance. We're going to roll out these. 
commercial brands. Um, today, he's our number one franchisee. Oh wow! He went from he went from uh, ten thousand dollars a week to sixty thousand dollars a week. Not selling hot dogs, all selling virtual, virtual brands. The wow. bad mother. That's clutches, awesome, man! But you badass you, breakfast burritos. Look at that! A negative turned to a positive. Turned to a positive, and I love we opened it. three, four more locations in uh, Chicago and a bunch in opening Florida. But note to self: hot dogs in Chicago. Maybe you should uh, let Portillo's uh, yeah. <laughs> do their thing over there. No, we're doing we're doing fine there. It's just one of those things where everybody has their hometown <laughs> dog. And yeah, no, no question about it. All right, let, I, I appreciate you giving us a little color on Doghouse and how well you're doing, and congrats on all the success. That is awesome. Let's get change gears back to Fast Casual Summit because that's where we are here in Indianapolis and we're loving it. There's definitely a core group of operators that attend a lot of the major shows. You see a lot of the same people. We call it the, the show families, the show family. The show family you know, uh, Rev and I are both uh, here a lot. Jimmy uh, is not here today, but he's generally with us at all the trade shows. Um, uh, it, it's like a club. Uh, you know, while each show has its own theme or, or target operator, can you share what keeps you coming back to uh, to fast casual summit each each year? Well, I think it's important to to uh, a represent the brand. That's mm -hmm. why I'm coming out here. Tell them, you know, tell everyone what we're doing. I also, feel like we're not competitors at all. So I like to go to the and share everything we're doing and really make the connections every single time I come. Like last night, I went to dinner. I met four new people and four new people. And four Where'd new you go? Anywhere good? We went to St. Elmo's. We went right next door. Oh, to that's their, that's their that's place. The other one. So I had this, we had the shrimp. The shrimp well. cocktail. Yeah. We had a good time there. Yeah. But uh, no, it's always good to meet new people and then just share everything. Like Jim Biddix and I are on phone calls and we're, we're meeting later today to talk some business. How can we help? How can we work together? What are yep. the tricks of the trade? Um, how can we leverage relationships? Uh, so I come here to continue um, trying to meet new people and yep. try to fix this battle that we're all trying to, you know, uh, to fight, you know, so we're not, I think four or five years ago, felt like, okay, we're different than, you know, there's virtual dining concepts, there's next bite, there's reef, there's cloud, there's kitchen night, everyone's like competition, we're mm -hmm. the absolute brand. And then now we're all here hanging out trying to say, hey, how do we, how do we fight this? How do, what can we do? What tricks are you learning? So. That's awesome. Uh, Takes a village, as Jimmy likes to say. <laughs> yeah. It I does. think it's important to come to these things so you get out of your weeds for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like getting, I call it getting in the shower. That's where all the best ideas happen, right? Yeah. In the shower. So, no, I, th I think it's good to come out here. And it's also, you know, it's a nice little break every once in a while. And I wanted to come out to Indy because I've never been here. So, take advantage of that. Yeah. And, we, and you, hit, you hit a great restaurant last night. You got a famous shrimp cocktail. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. What did you think of the, the uh, cocktail sauce? It was definitely uh, had some horseradish in there. Right? I got to tell you, I <laughs> took the first one. And I didn't know. I just thought I, it was I a went in there the same thing. I was Whoa. Like, <laughs> Sinuses were cleared up, man. Wow. Pretty fun. I think they need to serve that as like the hangover on the first or second day. Like you come downstairs before the first person goes That'd downstairs. That'd be good. Just do a shot of the cocktail. I would have done that. That's a great idea. By the way, yeah. I would take that, throw that in a glass with some vodka, and that would be my Bloody Mary. Because <laughs> that would wake your yeah, ass up. That would wake you up. Yeah. I right, well, listen. Uh, you know, you've had a great year with Doghouse. I recently read an article that said you expand, looking to expand seventy-five locations this year. No, uh, we we expanded two seventy-five. Uh, we are though um, opening up just in this quarter uh, another ten. That's amazing. So beer garden. So that's like twenty percent growth just in awesome. Just in this next quarter. So we're going to do another twenty plus next year. So. What's the tar? What area are you looking at? Was there any particular uh, region? We're, we're in the franchise business. So whoever you know, the phone rings and who wants to open up. But we're going all over Maryland. We're taking you know Texas. We're all over Dallas, Austin, Houston, um, San Antonio. Right. Uh, all over Colorado is another big market we're taking, and then um, 
before you grow in, in California. Yeah, awesome. True story, the Texas wiener was not invented in Texas. It's invented in New Jersey. Oh, so I was going to say Germany. No. See, there, I would say Germany. <laughs> what, uh, what, what's next for Doghouse? Um, right now, we're going to roll out a new uh, virtual brand called Big Belly Burgers, and it's something we've been working with a new style of doing it, different bun. Traditionally, everything we do is on King's Hawaiian. Yeah. So there's going to be a different kind of style, just an awesome roadside burger. Um, that's We've been working on it for about nine months now. I uh, feel like it's ready to go this January. So that's one of the things. Is that, do, 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 when you do that, do you test that like at a pop-up or something like that? Or is that a, well, you go to a Kitchen United and do a virtual? Exactly. So we go from there. But once we have it all out and we've been working on it, like the corporate store and whatnot, then we'll roll it out to all locations. Right. Um, and so it's it's just a different procedure on how to make make the burger. Different. We, we uh, smash the onions into the uh, patty. And different bun, and it's a unique. Is that breaking news? Can I? Is that breaking news? Sure, I think that's breaking that is breaking news. news. Here we go. That is that is really just awesome. All right. Well, listen, it wouldn't be a, a podcast without a crystal ball moment. We've asked this to all the other guests, so we're going to ask you as well. Uh, we want to see where do you think that restaurants and technology will be in two years? So when we come back to fast casual, where, what are we going to be talking about? What will have happened? What will be important in two years? Well, I think everyone's going to. A lot of those burger places will be around. I'll tell you that. I think. I think. Uh, I think technology is going to be really, you have to get, use the technology to get the customers to come in. You need to use the technology like with Ovation to, to track their experience and fix those problems right away. I think you're going to continue having the QR codes, the kiosks, and all that kind of stuff. But I have to say, what we're looking at is getting technology to help make it efficient for the customer experience walking into the place, but then having that uh, manager be on the floor explaining how that technology works, being there to help upsell to talk to make sure that everything's right. So I think touching the tables is going to be most important because with everything, you know, we're at a place where we got dogs that are creeping up to $10, right? So it's a hot dog getting to the $10 market. Why is the guest paying that much money? So it's not only for the food, but you got to give the experience in there. So for us at Doghouse, you know, having the games on, having that vibe, the playlist, the, the lighting, the perfect, getting the, the atmosphere, man. It's got to be an experience. Yeah, can't just be a hot dog anymore. You, you know what? I mean, if you're going to charge that and that's what it is, cause you have to, that's what it costs. Great. But you can give the service that doesn't cost any extra to give that extra service. So we're going to put extra uh, double down on uh, the managers and taking care of our staff. We've learned that paying them extra rewarding them um, is way better to do that right away than it is to go train someone for two weeks. This whole thing back in the day, restaurants would give managers, Hey, we'll give you a bonus if you work for the whole year. And then they're like, what if I'm not here for 10 months? What if I'm not here later? What if the company goes out? That's a bad trick. We now give our managers, you know, part of the profits monthly. We have them look at the books. You don't have to have all these different metrics. Like your Yelp score has to be this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Show them the budget. Let them run it. Say you get part of the profit. They'll cut the staff. They'll manage it. They'll pick up the shift. And so I think just by making them be owners and treating them like, the people that they are, they're the ones taking care of your customers. And if you're not going to treat the manager or your staff right, then why should they treat the customers the right way? Man, so you're, a, you're we're spot just, on. Um, we're going to continue investing in all this amazing technology and working with them all. But we cannot forget about the, the customers who want somebody to come up to them, give them the experience. I always used to say, like in our restaurants in New York, like you can, you know, build a great restaurant. You can have great atmosphere. You can do it, but you don't know what the staff what th that interactions happen yeah. with the customers. You don't know what they're saying. You don't know what's happening. So you really want them to be happy at what they're doing and really they're love it. They're, they're, so they're ambassadors they're, they're for leaving, you. They're leaving, they're leaving work. They come into our place at the end of the day, five o'clock to grab a dog and a beer. 
They want to relax. They need that to be fun. They just got done with all the shit that's going on in their personal life, with their home life, at work, and all that kind of stuff. But coming into doghouse to have a dog and a beer, you might as well make it fun because they got so much other shit going on that they have to. I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> no, no, this is you but can no, say you so, can say whatever you want. We are not FCC regulated here. No, but but they have so much stuff going on in their lives, and you know we're not just saving lives; we're just serving burgers and fries. So it's it's not curing cancer. Yeah. So everyone it's should got, have a good time. I, I totally agree. And I get it. We've done the same thing in our restaurants. Our managers and our chefs are our partners because if if they buy into it, then like you just said, it, it, everyone's going to have a great time. They're going to put 110% in every day. And it starts at our corporate corporate office. I mean, it's, it's a big playground that we treat everybody right. We take care of them. We take care of their families. We have ping pong tables in our office. We have kegerators. We just make it a fun work environment because... They, they are the people who are talking to our franchisees. They are the people who are shareholders of franchisees. Yep. They're the one dealing with the reviews on ovation, making sure that customer is taken care of. So we have to make it starts from the top down, having fun, and we let those things. I love it. I got to tell you, listen out there, operators out there. Take it from Andre, 75 plus stores, open another God knows how many. And uh, he's doing something right. So listen to this man, because I think he's giving some good advice. All right, listen, we're going right into the branded quick fire. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. It's branded quick fire Indianapolis. It is one of the most famous uh, of all podcasts in the world. Nielsen said that this is the greatest segment ever. Uh, that's not me. That's Nielsen. So they know something about uh, ratings. All right, here we go. Favorite Indiana born musician, Michael Jackson, Axl Rose, or John Cougar Mellencamp. Going with MJ. Three MJs. MJ. People like MJ. Well, Indiana. Who are my Michael Jordan? So oh, there you go. The yeah. other, other MJ. <laughs> the other MJ. Uh, Indiana Hoosiers or Notre Dame Fighting Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Great Hoosiers. movie. By the way. Great, 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 great movie. Great love, movie. Love that whole scene. And a Trojan fan, so I'm, you know, can't go to Notre Dame. <laughs> Favorite race car theme movie: Talladega Nights, Fast and the Furious, or Cars? Cars Three. Cars wow, Three. Not I'm cars glad we added Cars. Cars Three. <laughs> True or false, sliced bread was invented in Indianapolis. Thousand percent true. One hundred percent true. I wonder how he knows that. I wonder how you know he knows what? that. <laughs> I just happened to walk down the hallway and I heard something about it. It wasn't many days ago. But I got to tell you, thank goodness for sliced bread. Where would we be without sliced bread? If you were to challenge Rev Ride to a race on this famous NASCAR track, we'd have better odds of beating. Chefs. <laughs> I think I, I think Shotzi, I'd have to beat you because of course you, you beat me. You know, I mean, this tattoo, the outfit, the, the, the hat. Like this know. guy's a badass, you know, and he's got like a he's Mustang. Got, like, a what do you have? A Charger? Yeah. What do you got? What's your got Mustang? Mustang. Yeah. He's got a he Mustang. Like a badass, you know. Yeah, he looks like we, you know, a dog. Yeah, I'm a yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm driving my automatic, you know, like a you know, I don't know, some some Lexus or something like that, you know, something. Uh, anyway, listen, I live in the suburbs, so I can have a car like that, and I have. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Andre, I know you're super busy. You got a lot of stores to open up. You got a lot of things to do. Really appreciate you stopping by. This was just awesome. Congrats on all the success. And just looking forward to hanging out with you uh, with tonight. Sounds fun. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Okay, thanks, guys. Yep. All right, I got to tell you, Andre and Doghouse, they're doing some great things. Yeah, definitely. Big. I mean, everybody we had on the show today doing big things. We got, we got some, listen, we're getting some, it's season eight. We're getting great guests. You know, I got to tell you, it was a little weird having, uh, not having Jimmy here, but I got to tell you, you did a great job stepping in, Rev. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, for giving us the time. This was awesome. Hey, listen, uh, to all our listeners out there, thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this very special episode 
on the road, Fast Casual Summit, Indianapolis. We're having a blast. Look, we know there's hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of podcasts out there. But thank you for hanging out with us and choosing us at the Hospitality Hangout. Listen, if you want to get in touch with any of our guests directly, uh, I have all their cell phone numbers. I'm just kidding. You can email us at podcast at brandastrategic.com. That's podcast at brandastrategic.com. If you want to be a guest on, if you want to talk to me, anything, just email me at podcast at brandastrategic and I'll help answer any questions. Happy to make introductions for you to all of our guests that we've had here. And uh, listen, to all our listeners out there, uh, thank you. <laughs> I think I they put that in there twice. Oh, all right. Good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, happy to make the introduction. Look, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on all the exciting guests we'll have in the future. Better yet, invite a friend to hang with us next time. So until next time, guys. Keep the uh, yeah, yeah. Keep the Reaper. Eat the Reaper. He, yeah, eat the Reaper. Uh, the ambulance Reaper. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is uh, Shatsy, aka the Restaurant Guy, signing off the hospitality hangout, and over to Rev. I'm Rev the marketing guy. Rev the marketing guy. Honor. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Mm-hmm.